Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we're going to be talking about Tar as part of our Best of 2022 Film segments. My 10 favorite films that really stood out to me in the year that I really kind of got back into all this movie reviewing and critical analysis. Tar stars Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tar. She's one of the widely influential composers of her time. Granted, this is a, a fictional Western classical world of music that we're talking about. Um, but she's one of the greatest living composers, uh, conductors. And she's the first female director of a major German orchestra. You know, she's taken on countless symphonies over time and has been kind of going through uh, Gustav Mahler's number of symphonies. And the only one she hasn't done yet is this fifth one, which she'll be doing in Germany. She's joined by her partner, Sharon, played by Nina Haas, who's also a key member of her orchestra that she'll be playing with and conducting this symphony for. And it's going to be a, a live orchestral event, a live recording kind of event that they're doing, so it's it's really huge. And the film kind of starts, it brings you almost into a TED Talk newsroom style deal where you get this great background of all the impact she's made in the world of orchestra, in the world of conducting. Um, and immediately this film shows you that it's, you know, it's not joking around. It has viewed this world of music and symphonies and orchestras incredibly seriously. Um, and you can tell that every person involved, especially Kate Blanchett, um, took this film incredibly seriously through the performance through what they convey about the importance of a well-rounded orchestra. I mean, the film opens with the end credits. And, you know, I know that may sound weird, but the film is opening with every credit for the cast and crew. Sorry, for the crew, say for the cast, and then the music department, which come at the end of the film. Because while this is a film that focuses on the conductor... It also focuses on what happens to the orchestra because of this conductor. Despite being perhaps the greatest living female conductor of her generation and time, there are also many criticisms about Lydia Tarr, whether it's favoritism of younger female students or a tendency to, uh, to reward those who perhaps reward her. And, you know, we don't always see a lot of that firsthand. It's kind of discussed in the background, and there's a a feel that this is someone who knows the power she has and sometimes might abuse it or sometimes might bend the rules a little bit for her own benefit. Whether it means there's a beautiful new young woman sitting first chair that she gets to work with or gets to tour with now, despite having her partner there with her in that orchestra who is, you know, unfortunately no stranger to some of these behaviors. So this film follows Lydia, whether she's giving, you know, keynote speeches, speaking in classrooms to young students, or working to build this orchestra up uh, for her live performance. A lot of the film revolves around the question of can you separate art from the artist? You know, she gets into this um, debate with one of these school students who's kind of like, you know... I'm not going to listen to this music because, you know, this guy had slaves, this guy did this, this guy did that. And she's like, you're robbing yourself 
of some of the greatest music that's ever been recorded in the history of the world. Um, and it becomes this battle of, you know, because you're young, you want to stand for something and you want to fight against uh, everything that's wrong in the world and you've got more information than anyone ever has ever had. And, you know, you, it's easy to judge from our time and our standings. But again, you have to consider everything this music created and everything it led to that has brought you here to be studying music yourself. Um, and it kind of challenges some of this idea of some of the woke and cancel culture from her own perspective. Um, and while sometimes you feel like, man, she's spot on, you know, there are some things that maybe we could divorce or maybe as hard as it is, you can recognize that this person did some pretty shitty things, but they also did accomplish things that stand on their own merits and that are often also part of a larger contributing effort. You know, she's only the conductor. She's not playing all those instruments. She can only lead the group of people that will put that sound together. Um, and so throughout the film, you're really grappling with her as a lead character because you can see this immense talent and immense dedication and seriousness she has for this. And then slowly you see some of those slips through the cracks where you're like, oh, don't do that. You're like, it's, you know, you know, she's holding an interview or not an interview, but an audition um, because they're going to need a new cellist for their group. And it's like, okay, she had seen this girl's shoes and she had seen, she knows who the girl is because she had seen her shoes underneath where they're performing because it's a blind audition. And it's like, okay, you know what? I might secretly advocate a little bit more for her if only because I want her around. And then you're like, okay, you know, even though your girl is right next to you and probably knows what you're doing, um, it's the the power dynamics that this play, uh, the film plays with um, are sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle. Um, but it's interesting to see this in the perspective of, you know, having such an influential female leading this. You know, typically... I think everybody's pretty used to stories of men abusing power in their roles, whether it's in any, literally any industry ever. Um, we see that a lot, and that's not to say it doesn't happen with women, but again, you know, men have always been in positions of power where white men especially have always been in positions of power where others are starting to climb and get some of those as well, but that's not to say that they can't abuse it either. And so part of it's a fundamental look at power and what power does to people. And even though you're creating such wonderful things, even though you're contributing so much, you know, you feel like, hey, well, I maybe she's thinking I just got to get mine on the side or I'm just it's harmless. You know, it's a it's an interaction between two consenting people, even though one of us could not be any higher up in our field and the other is just kind of getting her foot in the door. Uh, so it was really interesting sometimes uncomfortable you know both for the idea of like oh she's getting preyed upon or oh like maybe she doesn't realize what she's doing or maybe she's fully aware and it's even worse um but you watch Blanchette just truly ah, gosh she's just such a phenomenal actress in her ability to make these horrible decisions so obliviously naively knowingly so most of the times too because you're like oh god i'm like she knows what she's doing she's 
twisting that knife in the back just a little deeper and playing it off like she doesn't know. Um, the film is just so, so well written um, by director Todd Field, who, truthfully, this has got to be his biggest film that he's directed by, uh, that he's directed. Um, he's got a number of acting credits uh, before the mid-2000s, um, and a couple directorial directors in the bedroom and Little Children, both of which I've not seen myself. Um, but Tar, I mean, God, his writing for all the characters involved was so fantastic. The hesitancy that some of the people under her might have just in challenging her authority and challenging, hey, are you really sure that this is the best person for the part? Are you really sure? Like, we know that this means the greatest deal to you. You know, this is your symphony. This is your crowning achievement. But again, we're the ones playing the music. You know, we're the ones who also would like to have the strongest supporting cast around us. Not just the prettiest face. Or not just the youngest, freshest feel. Um, And so there's so many great, uncomfortable, and, uh, and really almost hurtful scenes, too, where you're just... It's unbelievable what this balance or imbalance of power can create in people. Even though you've got 50-plus orchestra members, you have the masses, you've got the numbers, but nobody dares stand up to her. Nobody dares question, more than once maybe, her decision, you know, what she wants to do, which arrangement she wants, if we're going to change it at the last minute because I got this feel that I want to try this even though you might know it's not coming from a really honest or great place. Um, I was just so surprised myself how engrossed I was with the the symphony itself and the music they were creating and the conversations about orchestras and what this classical music means and how it's endured throughout time. Um, And it's why the opening works so well, giving credit to those people to the film's orchestra, the cat, the crew, in any sense of that word, every single department that helps make up that final product that only one or two people really get the credit for, whether it's that director, whether it's the lead actor, you know, that's what people remember. But everything, everything has to work. Everything, everybody's got to be firing on all cylinders to create that final product that really shines and stands out. Um... And so as the film goes on, you really, really start to see some of the disconnect, too, as decisions are made, as time goes on between her and this orchestra. Um, And Nina Haas, playing her partner, you know, she is painfully aware of the genius and burden that Lydia has. You know, she can see just one of the most inspirational artists that she's ever worked with. You know, she's been witness and a part of some of these brilliant and world-changing symphonies. Um, But she also knows her too well, or well enough, that she knows she's got these horrible tendencies. That, you know, maybe we are all all human, but, you know, there are some things that you do that I'm not always keen on. And it's really tough to see her kind of sit here, whether she's assuming or whether she knows something's up, uh, the two just play so well off of each other because it's like, I think you know that I know what you're up to. But even then, I don't know if I can really confront you about it. 
Um, and so you know that you know I mean the film's written with a ton of power and confidence, especially for for Lydia Tarr's character. But it almost like the film almost borders on like a thriller sometimes too, um, because you also take this glimpse into Lydia's mind, and you know whether it's people want to tear me down, people want to sabotage me. There's also kind of a backstory where you kind of can see, okay, you know, whether she was involved with students or whether she used previous positions in her life to kind of form relationships with fans or certain things, you know, that still kind of haunt her, certain messages or things that, you know, she's still getting in the middle of the night, like weird, weird things from her past that are like slowly boiling and bubbling to the surface throughout the whole deal. And so, uh... It, I mean, this film blew me away. It was one I was excited for, mostly purely because of Kate Blanchett. Because I know that she always, always delivers. She turns in one of her best performances in this film, which is something I feel like I've said more than a few times. I, you know, Blue Jasmine, especially being one that sticks out for me, loved her, loved her in uh, The Aviator with DiCaprio. I mean, she just... There are countless roles that she can play, and this one is so fitting for her, and it was just, I mean, she chewed up every scene, every bit of dialogue that she had, um, and it just, you know, the, the film leads to one of my favorite endings, probably, of a 2022 film as well. Um, it's just killer. It is awesome. It is crazy. It is fitting for where the story kind of takes you through, um, I know that this is like a, you know, I've heard some people be like, I, why do I want to watch a movie about an orchestra? Why do I want to watch a movie about some conductor? And I would say challenge yourself because you love music, whether or not you love orchestra, orchestral music and classic symphonies, you like music. And there's something, it's like seeing a live rock band, not even a rock band, but seeing a live band play today. There's so few band bands that are on the radio that are in the the public that are in movies that are in whatever you know the Foo Fighters are probably one of the biggest ones and they're you know they're still older that's an older group they've been around for a while but there aren't tons of new big bands like that um but hearing all of these instruments come together all at the same time there's something to creating that live music that is just unparalleled to anything else that we have or anything else that we've heard. And some of these symphonies are freaking gorgeous. They are so melodic. They are so sprawling and expansive. Um, it's just incredible what some people are able to create, what they hear in their minds and what they're able to share with the world. And how even though I don't play these instruments, I will write your pieces because I can hear the violin. I can hear the piano here. I can hear where the flute section needs to come in. It is truly fascinating stuff. I think I learned a lot more, both about conducting and about the orchestra and so many things like that. Um, I just I left with a greater appreciation for music and symphonies and orchestras and you know, it's something where I'm like, hey, you know what? The next time there's an orchestra in town, I'm like, I might actually want to go. Because I'm like, that music was pretty phenomenal. It's like this weird side of me that, you know, when you go to a church and when you're hearing hymns or you hear the organ, 
and you hear the bells or you hear some of these instruments that have just been around for so many years, so many, so many years, the sounds that come out of them, you rarely hear, can't be replicated on the radio. Um, there's just something to being there live and experiencing what those instruments are able to create in your heart, in your mind, in the room. Um, it's phenomenal. This is easily, easily in that top five of my top ten. I know I said I wouldn't give more numbers other than Top Gun at number one, but uh, Kate Blanchett should win the Oscar for this performance. So it's worth watching alone for that. I think people are going to get a lot more out of this film than they expect, and I think they're going to be better for it. So if you can find it to rent, to buy, please check out Tar, as I think it's going to blow you away. And stay tuned for our next episode as we move into uh, uh, something a little more devious in the menu as we continue our best of 2022. Thanks again for listening, y'all. We'll catch you next time.